This is Ryan Nidell, host of 15 Minutes to Freedom, a podcast dedicated to helping you expand your mindset and get shit done. Be sure to subscribe to this show and leave me a review if I've been able to impact your life in any way. Reviews help me reach a higher ranking, which in turn allows the message to reach more people. It's my goal with this podcast to positively impact a million people's lives. Also check out RyanNidell.com for additional content. That's R-Y-A-N-N-I-D-D-E-L.com. Also find me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook at Ryan Nidell. Today's episode is Show Them the Way. So in today's episode, I'm going to explain why it's important to show your children the right way the first time, even when it's uncomfortable. So as many of you know, or as you may know, I date my family once a week. I make certain on Sunday to take the time out for myself, takes me about 45 minutes, sometimes an hour, to really plan out my next week. And I don't mean some BS like hypothetical plan out, I mean like really plan out. For instance, when am I gonna take my wife on a date? It happens to be most Mondays because we don't have Gianna, she's with her father. So most Monday nights are Lindsay and I's date night. Or when am I gonna take Gianna out? When is it her, date, her and I's date night? Well, typically that's either Tuesday or Thursday, depending on our horse riding lessons. This particular week in question was Thursday. I also plan on when am I going to date my family? Well, I date them on Wednesdays because Gianna has gymnastics and she's done at 5.30. And so we come together as a family and we go and we buy groceries together and we cook a family meal where we all participate. We all contribute. It's a thing we do together. And we either play a board game or a card game or, or watch a movie as a family and just cuddle together as, as a family unit. Then I also plan, when am I going to date myself? What am I going to do for myself this week, free of any sort of judgment from anybody else? And then what is that going to be? And so as I have this, I have grown accustomed to and look very forward to dating my daughter. And if this is the first time you've heard this podcast before. Gianna is not my biological daughter. Gianna has a wonderful father who's incredibly involved in her life, takes great care of her, and has her, let's say, somewhere between 45 and 50% of the time. The other half of the time, she's with us, Lindsay and I, my wife. And when she's with us, for a long time, we said like bonus dad or bonus daughter because we thought the stigma of stepdaughter or stepdad was negative. But over time, I've shed that term like because for me, when she's with us, she is my daughter. I don't feel like she has to have my DNA to be my daughter during those time periods because the outside world or even to those in our household, Lindsay Gianna and I, she's as close as a thing of a daughter as I'm probably ever going to have. You know, I love her and care about her and will do anything for her as though she did have my own blood inside of her. And so she's my daughter. And in this, every week, I look incredibly forward to our date night. So much so that most Sundays, especially when Gianna's with us, I come out of my office and say, okay, this Thursday is your and I's date. I have special things planned for you. You got to be ready and be back at the house at 6 p.m. Okay, okay. And of course, as she's getting older, I mean, she's eight, almost nine, feels like she's going on 16. She has all types of other stuff she wants to do. She wants to play with her friends and wants to 
enjoy summer. She's still not in school right now. You know, it, it's it, summer recess, however you'd like to call that. And so it, you know, it comes with its pros and its cons. But on Sundays, we talk about it. And this particular week in question, we plan on going bowling. Now, of all things, like I remember when I was young, my father, that was some of the good memories I had with my father. We used to be on a bowling league of all things in a little town called East Aurora, New York. And we used to bowl. I had my own bowling ball, whole deal. We'd walk. The bowling alley was close enough to our house we could walk to it. And so we'd walk to the bowling alley and we'd bowl. And I graduated from bumpers into no bumpers and it was a big deal. And all these things that I enjoy now sharing with Gianna. I enjoy these things a lot. And so I'm looking forward to it. And I build excitement around this environment for her. So every morning I also text her, you know, those letters of appreciation. So I appreciate the fact she wants to go on a date with me. And I love the fact that we're going to spend time together. And I'm honored that I get to provide value and teach her lessons that I didn't know before. These are all things that really matter to me. And so the days keep leading up. We keep getting closer and closer. You know, Sunday night becomes Monday night, which eventually becomes Tuesday night and then Wednesday night. So Thursday, I'm excited about the date. It's meaningful. I generally love our one-on-one time together. Leave work a little early, get home, put myself in the right frame of mind, do my best to leave my phone down. It's just John and I. And I get home. I'm ready to go on the date. And she's not home. Now she's known because we talked about it since Sunday. And she's known and her mom's known. And everybody's known. Like this, this isn't a surprise. I'm not winging this the last minute like I so frequently had done in the past. This is something that was planned and structured that she agreed to. So 6 becomes 6.45 becomes 7.30. And we operate with a fair amount of structure in our home. And I think structure is healthy for everybody, especially for children that are forming. And that's such rigid structure that there's no you know, pliability to it. But enough structure that bedtime is 9 to 9.15. We read books. By 9.15 or 9.30, she's in bed. Lights are out. Gives Lindsay and I a half hour, 45 minutes to have one-on-one time together and creates that you know, repetition for Gianna to know when bedtime is. And so as it's becoming 7.30 and Gianna's not home and Lindsay's not home, I'm realizing our date's just not going to happen. But they show up and it's 7.45. And admittedly, there's still time to drive down the 15 minutes to the bowling alley. Gianna comes inside. They decided to stay at the horse barn a little bit longer. They decided to ride some horses for a little bit longer. And one thing leads to another. And she says, look, I I don't want to go on our date tonight. I'm tired. I had camp all day. And then I had horse riding. And I played with my friends in between, and I'm just tired. I don't want to go. And so I sit her down at the dining room table, and we have a conversation about it. And our conversation goes something along the lines of me saying, that's all right. It's okay that you're tired, and it's okay that you don't want to go. But in life, when you open your mouth and you make a commitment to something, to someone, at some time, Your commitment needs to be stronger than anything else. Because if you can't honor your words and you can't honor what you say, then no one else is going to honor you ever. That is truly how I feel. Now, Gianna's a very soft soul. So I'm saying this to her 
I can see her eyes are starting to well up, which pains me. Like, I don't want her to cry ever, let alone because of something that I'm saying. Now, I'm not raising my voice. I'm not speaking stern. I'm admittedly not speaking any different than I am right now. What I am doing is getting across an impactful message that actually matters. So we go through why it matters. We go through the fact that she committed on Sunday and then recommitted on Tuesday and was ready to go Thursday morning. And I make sure that she remembers saying yes to those things, and she does. She said she was looking forward to it. And then she said, but, but I just I had so much going on today, and I got so tired and so busy that now I don't want to go anymore. So that's all right. So let's talk about that specifically. And we start to unwind this ball of yarn. We start to unwind the fact of, okay, well, if you knew you were going to go on a date with me, that it was our date night, but yet you choose, you chose to go swimming at the local pool. You chose to go to a camp. You then chose to go horse riding. And now at the end of the day, the last thing to do, which is spend time with me, feels like the least important thing. So you're going to skip out on it. And she's crushed by this. And now there's tears falling down her face. Now she feels horrible. And I'm doing everything I can to bite my lip because I don't want to cry. Like I don't want, I don't want her crying at all. But I bring her close and I hug her and I say, it's okay. I'm not mad at you for anything. I just need you to understand that these choices that you've made up to this point are why you're now tired and not able to go on our date. It wasn't because you went swimming. It's because you made the choice to go swimming and overexert yourself, which then carried into the camp where you got even more tired, which carried into horse riding where you became just really shot and you just want to come home and go to sleep. I'm like, do you understand how that could be? And she's like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. I said, okay, so what could we have done differently together so that you and I would be bowling right now like we agreed to versus not? She goes, well, I guess I could have not went swimming and just played at home and that would have caused a shift. She didn't say shift. She said, that would have been better. I said, that's a great idea. So because everything in life has a positive and negative. And I explained to her what that means and polarity and you know magnetic pool and, and some things that are deeper science terms, but things that I believe are always that right learning time. Like she gave me the door opening, so I might as well walk through it. So you can't have one without the other. You can't have light without dark. You can't have positive without negative. You can't have give without take. It all has to balance. And so as you were giving your energy throughout the day, at the end of the day, your energy had to take back. You needed some downtime. And she got it. And we ended up hugging and watching you know, some show or, or reading some book. I don't recall how the night ended. On the fact that we were cuddled up and spent quality time together, and it didn't matter that we didn't go bowling. Admittedly, I could care less if we go bowling. I care about her honoring her commitment, and I care about us spending time together. But it's not comfortable. You know, I don't ever want to be the reason that Gianna cries. Ever. I certainly, again, never raised my voice. Didn't show an ounce of anger because there wasn't any anger in my heart. What there was was a lesson that I don't know that I had ever sat down and had taught to me. And I may have, but it just didn't stick. And so it was an opportunity to share that with her, which I did. And so all these things, 
lead me to, to ask the question, where are we not teaching those around us right from wrong? You know, is it at work? Is it something literally as simple as someone's leaving every day with a, with a packet full of paper, you know, printer paper, because they're taking it home to use in their personal printer. You know it's wrong. You know that printer paper costs money. You know that individual didn't buy it. But because of their situation or because you work for a large company, it just gets chewed up and blended into all the expenses of the company. No one says anything. And so you don't say anything either. But in not saying anything, it's almost as bad as doing it yourself. Or maybe it's something simple at the gym. You're in there, you're working out hard, you know, you got your buddies with you, and your, your training partner stands up off the bench, and the bench is just damp with sweat. And you see it. And you let your buddy just walk away and go to the next machine. Instead of having that proper etiquette and coming back and wiping down the equipment and making it clean and sterile for the next person. You just enable it to happen versus having the tough conversation. Or maybe it's stuff like inside of our household where I regrettably take off my socks at the end of the night and sometimes they are just left next to the couch. I don't pick them up. I don't take them into our laundry basket or into our laundry room. And so for that, Lindsay has two choices. She can pick them up herself or she can do what she so eloquently does to me and says, hey, idiot, pick up your socks. I'm not your maid. And we laugh and she's not. And then I make some joke about her actually being a maid. And then I pick up my socks and throw them in the laundry basket. Because what I found is if you teach people the way to act and share with what you believe to be right, the people around you and yourself end up getting shit done.